Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. I am your host, Al the Palgore. I'm here with Lance Luxury Psycho. We're here to give you what you need. And what that is right now is a rocket ship, either to the moon, to Mars, or to your skill set. And if your skill set is in architecture, it's in, you should be pretty good at Revit. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out RevitRocketShip.com, where yours truly teaches you fundamental basics of, of how to model and build to mimic construction so that you can be more efficient be more responsible and get more rewards. RevitRocketShip.com. Go check it out. You also need to check out Arquette.com. Why? Because with project conditions changing and limited time to get things done, it's good to have information at your fingertips. Arquette.com provides architects, engineers, spec writers, and contractors with the most comprehensive libraries of building product content and designed so you can access it quickly and efficiently. Even better, and this is my favorite part, Arquette.com is free to use and requires no registration. So visit today and access the information you need now. I also want you to check out, last but certainly not least, PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. If you are an architect or a contractor out there listening to this podcast and you have one of those projects that is going to require some specialty kind of windows, I'm talking about super modern beautiful homes that you're designing and or building, you need to check out Pella Luxury because you've never experienced a brand like this before. The collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters. Trust me, the pioneers of industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things no one else in the world is creating, and the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. They don't push beyond the limits. They set them, explode. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. That's PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. Back to you, Al. And then back to me, right? Yeah. So I took a poll in a um, in a, in a group that we're in, uh, in the Ontario Architect community. And I was just curious. I was just curious. I don't know why I thought of this the other day. Um, I, oh, I know why. Because my wife was like, well, not everybody's like, I don't even know why we were talking about this. I think we were just talking about our kids. We have teenagers, so it's it's a whole thing. Uh, yes, it is. We <laughs> we were talking about um, uh, motivation and, and and like what is going on with these kids these days and stuff like that. You know, us all, all curmudge, old curmudgeonly now Gen Xers and and Gillennials that me and Al are. Uh, so I was wondering. Uh, I, I wanted to see you know what uh, what at uh, what age everybody started their firm. People who are listening to this, we have a lot of student listeners, and so just wanted to kind of put in perspective of you of what the industry kind of gave us some feedback on. And basically, go ahead, Al. Let's let's go from the the highest one at forty percent. Yeah, which is thirty to thirty five year olds. Yeah, and let me let me give you some context of uh, 80, 81 people voted in this poll. Yeah. Yep, that's good numbers. Eighty one. Yeah. Um, second highest at seventeen percent is forty to forty five. Yep. And then third highest at 12% is 45 to 50. So like that, I actually, the 30 to 35 makes sense, right? 
makes sense. You've got light. You've gotten licensed. You know. Yeah. You're seasoned. You, you've gone through a couple battles. Yep. A couple bad clients. A couple great clients. Sure. All of the yeah. above. Yep. You've got some connections. Couple you, at 28. Couple at 37, 39. Yep. And then um, at number six, which I, looks like it's number four here. Yeah. So again, to recap, the poll came out to. 40% of people, the majority of people said they were 30 to 35 when they when they started their business, uh, architecture business. Then uh, in second place, 40 to 45. Third place, 45 to 50. And, and uh, so I did, what did I do? One, two, three. Yep. F- fourth place, believe it or not, 25. At 25. What the heck? Six? Are you sure? Scroll down. You are uh, right. Oh, tied. tied with 29. Tied with 29. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So interesting. I just wanted to bring it up, and just so everybody kind of, if they, if if, you, if you're listening and you, you're like, well, you know, I need a number. I don't know if you're that type of person. Oh, okay. It's just yeah. interesting. Yep. Thirty. Where where's thirty-five to forty? Does no one do it at thirty-five to forty? This is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone? This, I I'm not seeing no. it. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm not seeing it. Yeah. No. I'm not seeing that at all. So, all right. Anyway. Just some, just some uh, sort of anecdotal, but there is some p- empirical data there. Uh, I thought it'd be worth sharing. Okay, so we started ours. Uh, I was twenty three. I was twenty five. Super early, and um, you know, it's just like anything. The earlier you can have kids, in my opinion, uh, the better off you are later on in life. You're, you're more, you, you got a lot of life left to you to, to enjoy. So you know, do, do what you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to me. Back to you. Back to me. Back to back to you. Yep. So uh, something we've been talking about quite a bit here on the show since the pandemic is this this remote working stuff, and it just keeps getting brought up, right? We keep talking about it, and uh, sure enough, there was a big old thread in um, in the Ontario Architect community about it this week on Facebook. Go check it out if you haven't. Please do. Um, it's a great resource for people, and it also helps you see a bunch of different perspectives. Well. There's folks in there that think that if you don't, if you aren't remote, you are going to be left behind, and and good luck, good luck with your business. Um, and I was like, oh man, I totally forgot about this article <laughs> that came up right a day or two before that whole discussion unfolded. And uh, it says that the title is here on LinkedIn: Your remote employee may be lying. Managers who who miss the office could have one or more reason to push back against remote work. Employee scams. Some people hired for fully remote roles like industries like IT are outsourcing their jobs to freelancers, exposing companies to risks like data leaks while the number of employees scams is hard to track, Insider says. Anecdotal evidence shows an increase in job candidates in employee fraud cases in recent years, proving that many companies still struggle to manage their remote workforces after two years of hybrid work. Okay, I think there might be some mixed messaging from architects and big tech. And this is what I mean is, architects, remember how you sell people. And it's the quality of space. And one of the biggest things that you do when you design any... The the value of your quality space. Any business or any corporate. Like if you don't do corporate campuses or if you do no office space, then I don't think that you're being uh, hypocritical. But if you do do that and you sell how... Uh, what every big tech company sells once they make a new headquarters is like the interaction, the quality of space. The Now the big thing is the neighborhoods that we build in this will allow for interaction, productivity, quality of life. But what if your firm's remote work? 
Like, what if you are a big tech for a big architecture firm and you're like, oh, we just remote work. And then you're going to literally go to a presentation and say like, oh, you should build a big office building and it should have all this. Right. And then mm. <laughs> the same thing with Interesting. all, all these tech companies, every time Google just made a campus, Apple, Apple made a campus, Apple's slightly different. Um, we could go on, but all these big, uh, YouTube, when they make it like you've seen their campuses on arc daily and stuff like that, they always tout how this is so great because it's going to help their employees and all that. And then you, you spend a hundred million dollars making this and basically say, Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Just Just as good. You are just as good sitting at home. So if that's true, like why, why are they making any campuses and why aren't they? One point that the comment made up in this is there is a suspicion that uh, companies want people. I, I've always suspected, this is a comment, that companies were pushing employees to come back into uh, the office because of the actual investment in the office space, especially since some of the companies were aggressive uh, about employees coming back to work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, recently, a friend told me, so who knows what this means? Companies are likely to have internal data of why they don't want to they don't want to release, which shows why working from home isn't ideal. But anyways, what I'm getting at interesting. What I'm getting at though is if you only design residences and uh, commercial space for warehouses and people that produce stuff, and like, does your argument fall apart even for for schools like? We just we took our kid to a pre uh, uh, he's in kindergarten but like the schools like meet everyone the 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 decoration and the amount of activities there and then the kids like oh they're sitting at their desks they're right next to the teacher and we're yeah. like this is a great environment because we toured a lot of schools and I saw some rooms that were terrible and some rooms that were great sure. some that didn't have natural light and I mean this factored in on our opinion like one school I was like even if we go here like we will not be in this teacher's room just because of like the vibe of the whole room. So if you do that work, but then you only do it from remote work, like you, it's just like you're being hypocritical. (laughs) I know you have a sales job to do. So, okay, do that. But man, so companies have shareholders. And I think that's what, what Shauna Garth is, is basically alluding to later on in her, the second half of the paragraph that you, that you started out uh, she says, this article proves uh, provides some insight into this issue, uh, and I think it's important that companies are honest about the reasons they want employees back in the office. Work-from-home arrangements can be unstable and difficult to manage, but that doesn't mean they can't work with the right of communication and planning. However, I can understand why they wouldn't release this information, right? It would scare shareholders, you would think. She doesn't say that. I'm, I'm saying that. Yeah. It shows the lack of stability the company has which also poses other questions right so it kind of goes back to your whole quality control thing right yeah and uh and and saying and and you touting your services um in that way and the quality of craft and care and all of that so it could show a weakness yeah interesting yeah i don't know again we are hybrid we do we do mostly in 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 person and then wednesday's out yeah and it seems to be working for everybody it's given me and al sort of this Four fifths in, one fifth out. There you go. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Another thing I wanted to talk about today was um, this is coming from architectmagazine.com and uh, it was posted a long time ago, apparently, but it just popped up again and I thought it was good um, because it's still relevant and we haven't changed um, anything. We haven't uh, 
we, we are still coming back to it, right? 20 years later, 22, or sorry, not 12, 12 years later. Title is Everyone's an Architect. Architects like Al Gore are fed up with people in the technology field using their title, styling themselves software architects, entre uh, enterprise architects, and information architects, to name a few. It can't be stopped. But more often than not, it's the sincerest form of flattery. Uh, so this uh, gentleman goes on to say, what's the first thing you do if you're an architect looking for a new job? Hmm. You polish off your resume and portfolio, and then most likely you'll hit the online job boards. Let's say you live in New York City. You visit this website, indeed.com, and type in the search terms architect in New York. So far, so good. There were 3,710 results when I tried this experiment one day in late June, but look closer. Not every listing is for a job at an architecture firm or even in the AEC industry. On page five of my search results, I came across an ad for the position architect lead. Sounds promising. Until you read the job description and discover that this architect is in fact, in fact an asset manager at a global financial services firm and will report naturally to the asset management team. 10 pages into the search results, only two out of 10 ads are for AEC jobs. Most of the rest are in information technology. Um, it's a pretty lengthy article. I would encourage you to go look at yourself. Um, but we're, you know, 12 years later, we're still arguing about this. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say what he pointed out is the only annoying thing about it. Like I, I do hate that. It's like, you're looking for if a you're candidate looking for a job, or a sure. candidate's looking for you. And it's, it's like, okay, three quarters of these are ITs. But it is it is flattery for sure. That's that's how you should take it. That's the best way to take it. Yeah. I don't think it all bent out of shape out of it. If you you know, at the end of the day it's like I mean, what is the definition again? Let me look this up real quick. Okay. Architect. That that's what I want to get at here. Architect definition. Perfect. Okay, number one. There you go. A person who designs buildings and in many cases also supervises their construction. And then number wait, two wait, wait, time out. And in many cases, no. You do not, in many cases, supervise your construction. True. Number two, a, a person who designs hardware, software, or networking applications and services of a specified type for a business or other organization. So now, now we're now we're into that. Um, it kind of is what it is. Basic, and then and then like overall, right? I mean, even in the what is it, the Matrix? I think the third one or something, where they're like, this is the architect, meaning yeah, they're the person who designed everything. Um, I don't know. I think it's a form of flattery. Maybe it's at this point we need to be like, you're a building architect. You're a software architect. You're a, a matrix architect. Ma oh, matrix is real. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. What do we got next, Al? I think uh, let's bring down the crew for ARE Jeopardy. Let's do it. Question number one. You might not even know that this is a thing. But it is. What is the, the single concentrated live load for a wood handrail designed for? Is it A, 50 pounds, B, 250 pounds, C, 75 pounds, or D, 200 pounds? Single concentrated live load. You don't know. Okay. D and B. Uh, 
both of you were better thinking than me. I thought A, 50 pounds. The correct answer is D, 200 pounds. Probably someone leaning on it. You know, it's going to fall. Yeah, My, dev. Big dev. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Question number two. Which span rating is permitted for wood structural subfloor sheathing where the floor joist framing is based 24 on center? So these are span ratings that you will see on the plywood or OSB, right? Is it A? So you're looking for what you can use on 24 inch center spacing. Is it A, 40, 20, B, 48, 24, C, 24, zero, or D, 24, 16? Yep, no collusion on this one. No collusion. Okay. B and D. The correct answer is B. The second number is the span distance. The first number. So like B is 48, 24, right? Yep. There could be a 24, 24. That first number relates to the live load. It do, it's not the actual live load. They didn't make it obvious. Like 40 pounds a square foot for live load is a 40, 24. No, they made it weird. Um, but the higher you go on the first number, the more live load you can have. The second number is the span ratio for, so 24. And there are things like 24, zero. That's normally like a three eighths inch, um, or, or something even less plywood. Like, oh, don't use this for structural. Use it for something else, cabinets or, you know, whatever. All right, me. Yep. Number three, which U.S. city adopted and uses its own building code? A, New York, B, Los Angeles, C, Chicago, D, San Francisco. We have C, Jason has A, and the correct answer is C, Chi-Town. Chicago. Yeah. All right, who's got the, who, what do we got for scores? Jason versus Reeves, zero. Oh, Reeves is murdering with three. <laughs> you have to give her your stamp once you get it. I agree. You have to. Yeah. She's yeah. killing him. She's <laughs> destroying the patriarchy. Yep. <laughs> Number four, a typical service meter measures power in what unit? A, kilowatt hours. B, kilo... Sorry. A, wattage hours. B, kilowatt hours. C, ampere hours. Or D, power hours. Ooh, power hours. Yeah, power hours are devastating. Yeah. That was the name of the uh, sermon. Uh, B, B, the correct answer is B, kilowatt hours. Reeves, where are we going to eat? Where are we going? Longmont Public House. Is that, is that where we're going? I think so. All right. We are not doing grilled lobsters. Nope. <laughs> you have to win. Next time you win, <laughs> you can choose. That's it for me, Lance. Uh, if you like this episode, please uh, share this episode with your mom, a friend, a colleague. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, leave us a comment. We'll see you next week.